0: some days I'm super hyper fixated on cleaning the house and I get nothing else done. So now that's backlogged. And then I, you know, sometimes it's a real bouncing around and that can be overwhelming and stressful. So just knowing, I guess, what words to use with the people I love.
1: Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Kayla. Welcome back to Mothering Together. Pretty excited about this interview i got to interview krista ralph and she is just a random mom i found on the internet but she is a stay-at-home mom she's been a stay-at-home mom for quite a few years now and she has ADHD. and she's like ahead of me on the stay-at-home mom journey so i really wanted to get insight into her perspective on the systems that work for her as a stay-at-home mom and As you do when you have ADHD and you're trying to interview someone, it was like, bip, boop, bip, boop from one topic to the next. And so what I've decided to do with our interview is I've broken it down into three different parts. So today's episode is just sort of about her and I getting to know each other and kind of connecting on what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom with ADHD and talking about kind of the self- exploration journey that you go on when you first find out you're diagnosed that's what today is and next week we're going to talk about her system that really works for her it's a to-do list system she's got so many systems in place to support herself and this one's a really good one so come back next week and then the following week a third week of Krista we're going to chat about we're chatting about finding time for yourself in motherhood so here it is
0: Hi, Krista. Welcome
1: to the Mothering Together podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to dive in with some getting to know you questions, and we're just going to get to know you a little bit. I should probably share with our listeners. Mm. I found you on a Facebook group for other moms with ADHD, and you had shared some of your great ideas so I was like
0: I need her to come on and talk
1: to my people so here you are
0: (laughs) I have no doctorate I like some of your other guests I you you can't say oh this is Dr. Krista of something but I'm happy to be here and I'm really excited it's very exciting
1: (laughs) so exciting so tell us a little bit about who you are so as a mom how many kids do you have Where, where are you located that sort
0: of stuff okay so I have three kids. I have a son who's 16, a daughter who's 14, and another daughter who's 10. So they're spaced out and we started a little bit later. So I feel like sometimes with my youngest, I'm the older mom, stayed home for 13 years and have just recently graduated from a two-year diploma program in dental assisting. So it's been a journey been a journey yeah so it sounds like your
1: kids are split so you have a 16 year old and then a 14 year old and you stayed home with your 14 year old is that correct right and that did you work with your 16 year old Mm
0: -hmm. so I went to, to university for four years for a Bachelor of Arts and I had no career idea in mind I just kind of followed my friends I wasn't great in high school ADHD undiagnosed so we didn't talk about this before but i wasn't diagnosed till i was 38 and i'm almost 46. so this is kind of newer for me and i would say most of our group that that you and i know each other from relate to that so i wasn't diagnosed until my son was diagnosed well he was diagnosed earlier but i didn't put two and two together until i started researching adhd for my son and realizing hey, women and girls with ADHD tend to behave differently than boys with ADHD. So you see more hy- hyperactivity with the boys, less so with the girls, I'd say overall generalizing that that term. So I did a bunch of research on ADHD and realized, okay, I wasn't dumb in high school. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know... Yeah, I didn't have any strategies. So same thing with university. So I have no idea how I got a degree, why they gave me one, but I got it. And then I went into actually the engineering for oil and gas world. So very different, had nothing to do with my degree. I just sort of fell into it as a file clerk. And then I was super organized, super productive, and I just shot to the top of my department of document control. So that's my story. I did that for 10 years, loved every minute of it before kids, lots of overtime, lots of money in oil and gas at the time. And we're in Canada, so in Alberta, so lots of oil and gas, right? We have lots here. <laughs> and So, yeah, so I did that for 10 years. My son, I had him stayed home f- in Canada. We stay home for a year on maternity leave, right? Which is very different than the States. <laughs> and I say better, you say different, I say better. A year at home. So then I went back for a year, no, two years, I guess, to work, so he was in daycare full time. And then I had my daughter, and we hired a nanny from the Philippines. So we paid for everything to get her over here. She was very young, 23 or something like that. She lived with us in our basement. She was gonna be our nanny. So I went back to work, and I changed companies and six months into my new job I said what am I doing? I get five minutes with my kids I get home they're going to bed she's feeding them I mean we loved the idea we loved her we loved her in our house we loved her doing everything with our babies but it just all my time at work was going to time at work and the money it was
1: it not was a trade off.
0: It. it was not worth for us, it was not worth it. So my 14 year old was a year and a half old when I decided to stay at home. Full time. And then we had our third and we moved and been home was home for, for so many years. And my husband said when my third was born, I'll never forget. I think maybe she was only three months old and he said, You better start thinking about what you're gonna do when she goes to school full time. And I was like, what? That's six years from now. I don't have to think of that. I've got a brand new baby and I'm going to be home forever. And <clears throat> yeah, that she started grade one and I went, oh, I haven't thought about what I was going to do <laughs> for a job. I didn't want to go back to oil and gas. I had, that was sort of just over and done for me. And so I looked into school and honestly, the first I went to the college that. I was thinking of a technical college and the first thing that popped up was dental and I wanted to be a dentist when I was a little girl. And so I was like, Hey, I should be a dental assistant. Why didn't I think of this earlier? I guess it just wasn't my time. So yeah.
1: And here we are. No, that was really great. I have have some follow-up questions for you. So thank thank you so much for sharing about ADHD.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You were 38. I was 29 when I found out so definitely yeah. later not caught in school mm-hmm. and so I also I made it through school like B's C's and yeah, me too I remember I have an older brother and when he was in school my parents focus was on him helping him mm-hmm. um, and so then he went off to college and they were like wait a minute you could be getting a's as soon as he left and i was like mm-hmm. what is this why do you care came on you <laughs> yeah and so i feel that i feel that pressure that happened in high school sort of of like mm-hmm. why wasn't i why why couldn't i finish the books right. why couldn't like why did i cheat i cheated right mm-hmm. like i wasn't a good student and then i went into speech pathology so that's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: a different thing i think i was curious about what was up with me, so I mm-hmm. went into that field to find out. But anyway, and then you became a clerk, which shocks me, because you had to be so organized, and organization for ADHD is, like, a big challenge. And you, you thrived.
0: Totally. Why? Yep.
1: Why do you think you did?
0: Good question. I don't know if I've ever asked myself that. No, I have. I have asked myself that. I've always been... My mom was extremely... Organized at home like physically organized. So, you know, everything always lined up everything this that whatever and for a long time I thought that was perfectionism and OCD type behaviors, right? Like we teased her Oh, you're so anal about everything being lined up and then When I started having my own house, I Liked everything very organized. I remember you talking about in another podcast the struggle with perfection Mm -hmm. So I struggle extremely badly from that personally so every physical thing in my house was always really organized at that time Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't talk about now because three kids pets and school and all of that but so things were always organized in my house so when I started I and also hard work was very valued in our house growing up so when I started working professionally that was in the back of my mind was I guess my value system was about hard work so I knew what was expected of me so I I had to file it was so boring literally eight hours a day filing paper it was like I thought I was gonna die of boredom but I knew how to organize papers I was like this totally is easy it Mm -hmm. was an easy job and i was getting paid really well so that was kind of that was a motivation we wanted to get married and it was like i'm making a ton of money being a file clerk so i did the what i knew i i did the very best i could and it i don't i i don't know i guess the organization of papers just for that job was really important and so it got drilled into my head this was important. So it became priority in my mind, right? Yeah. So that was my job was to organize. So then, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it was different from school because I didn't see the point in school. I didn't work hard. My sister was extremely brilliant, like literally A pluses her (laughs) entire school career. And so my parents didn't really put the pressure on me to do better. But I never really saw the importance. It mm. was like, well, I don't really get it and I don't know how to do better. It it wasn't about organizing. And so my job became about organizing and hey, I can do that paperwise. So yeah, I don't I don't know.
1: I, so I guess that's the
0: best answer.
1: <laughs> no, I love <laughs> that. I it sounds like maybe the structure of your job provided yes. you with that sort of ability structure. to do it. Because for me, I know that if I had not been graded on homework in high school, I probably would have had A's. But when I lost mm-hmm. the structure of what school provided me and I had to go home and do it myself,
0: mm-hmm. I never got it yes. done.
1: Yes. And I, so I couldn't do that.
0: Yes. Well, we you talked about in one of your podcast episodes that, like, we have – us mums with ADHD, you can you can have the umbrella of generalization, right? So we, we're, we all suck at housework and we all suck at organization and blah, 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 all these executive functionings. But, like, you're brilliant. You're a speech pathologist. And you were talking about in that episode about how your thing is, what, I don't even know what the term was. Like, about studying about the brain and how it works and... Oh, what was um, that term that you used? Metacognition. Yes, I was like, I've never heard that word. It's so like <laughs> sciency.
1: Thinking about thinking is kind of the yes, gist of it. and
0: that spoke right to my heart that episode because it was like, okay, so maybe organization is not typically a strength for what I like to say us NDS, which is n- neurodivergent. Yeah, yeah, or diverse. Yeah, it's not typical, but. I, that's one of my strengths. And so some of the other things I'm really not good at where some people might thrive who have ADHD.
1: Well, and that brings me to kind of a question I had in my head of how does your ADHD present? Like what do you see as your strengths? Because I think ADHD is almost a superpower. Like we have yes. the hyper focus, right? Like yeah. I can dive in to things. That people, yes. like other people would get bored out of their mind. And then obviously there's the part where we went to our doctor at some point and said, mm-hmm. I'm struggling and mm-hmm. I need a diagnosis or medicine or whatever, where for me, it's talk therapy is like my go-to mm-hmm. resource. But so how do you see your ADHD and what, I guess, what are your strengths with it? I think organization, mm-hmm. but what are your weaknesses too? hmm
0: Uh, so I did I I did make a note of this because I found it really interesting that it's it's changed but it's also stayed the same over the years so what I mean by that is different stages in our life we see different strengths and different weaknesses of our ADHD so in school in high school my weakness was i couldn't study i i couldn't focus and this that whatever i was a daydreamer well i just finished a two-year diploma and i will tell you i graduated with a 4.0 so (laughs) thank you obviously that wasn't i mean that is was a weakness in high school and it wasn't a weakness this time around but it's a different stage in my life and i i've totally developed all these coping strategies and my brain has learned to adapt so I've learned how to learn so when I went back to school that's metacognition oh my gosh (laughs) I have metacognition yay it's it just blows my mind like I I went into school saying I don't learn that way so when an instructor would teach something And we were on a lot of online classes because of COVID. They talked for three hours. So then I couldn't just sit there and write notes. That wasn't me. I sort of said to myself, that's not how I learn, but this is the only way they're able to teach it right now. So I did a lot of extra work in terms of I would email the teacher and say, this is not how I learned best. So I need you to explain this, this part. Or if they called our names and I was daydreaming, I logged on and I said, without any fear of judgment, I said, I'm sorry, I phased out. I didn't hear what you said. Could you please repeat the question? And that gave me power to, instead of being ashamed of my weaknesses, And it gave me power, and I honestly think it gave all those people in my class that were feeling the same way, just a little bit of confidence to speak up and say, you know what, I don't learn that way either. And they may not have even recognized that, which was me at 20. I didn't recognize that. Now I recognize it so I can, I can maybe vocalize it more. So yeah, I'd say that was a big weakness or that was you know like it's ever changing so right now my strength is knowing what works for me and what doesn't what strategies i've come up with so i i wrote this down somewhere i said you just know what works for you but you have to figure it out by trial and error and you have to you have to acknowledge it so for me it's a lot of i I hate the word journaling because in journaling it's like dear diary blah 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 so i just say writing notes so i have a journal and then i do a ton of self-discovery and self-help books just like you do lots of podcasts on on you know from brene brown and glennon doyle and all my favorites that have all this wisdom and honestly my husband laughs because he says from the 50 self-help books you read you get three sentences in your journal that work for you and i say but now i have three strategies more that i know work for me so i write down i i try to write down what i know works for me so this system works for me so then when i'm down and i'm feeling like nothing is going my way, and I have all these weaknesses, and I'm no good, and whatever, all this negative self-talk, when I try to do a task, I say, oh, right, I learned this way. So it's acknowledgement, but it's also being vocal about it to other people. That has been a huge change for me, and a huge benefit.
1: So it sounds like you have become just a better advocate for yourself, and able to like navigate the world, understanding yourself a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have that, like, especially with these late diagnoses, you can look backward and say, this is where the environment failed me. Yes. And now this yes. is where going forward, I can change my environment and mm-hmm. I can be, just have a better life and be more productive or whatever. Yeah. I, and I hate when I say I can be more productive as if that's like the only thing in life, but it, That's the messaging we get. That is like our culture, right?
0: I wrote that down too. (laughs) Kayla, we are just like on track here. I said something to myself about productivity. So, oh wait, I think it was, oh, and see, I pick, okay. So I pick up all these things. I write this in my journal. I never say where I learned it from. (laughs) So my favorite self-help people One of them is Dr. Jodi Carrington. If you haven't heard of her, you need to discover her. So I first met Jodi in the very small town where my friend was dating her brother. And her and I were drinking in a field. So this is like way back. I was 19. I know it was ridiculous. She wasn't anything then. She was just a, a fun teenager. And we partied with her a few times. They broke up, whatever. Life moved on. All of a sudden... I hear about this, like, world-famous child psychologist who has the exact same name. And I was like, oh, that's really weird because there's not a lot of people called Jody Carrington.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she was doing a presentation in my town. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go see her and say hi. I wonder if she still remembers me. So I went... She saw me after, oh, my God, Krista, it's, you know, all those crazy times partying. And we hugged, and we took pictures, and it was so great. And I was like, aren't you world... Like, you go all <laughs> over the world presenting all these, like, awesome ideas. So she has all these books, and she's an amazing person. Just a, just a warning, if anybody is listening to her, she has a very spicy mouth (laughs) so so if you are not okay with that you may not enjoy her humor but she's extremely funny she always quotes everybody that has ever given her any wisdom I have no idea how these people keep track of where they learned all this stuff I have all these like really great wisdom insights and I have no idea who said it I usually blend a lot of them together so my thing on productivity is it doesn't determine your worthiness, but it's still really important. Mm-hmm. Because I kept hearing, it doesn't determine your, determine your worthiness, because this is what I keep hearing from people. So then I kept thinking, so I, I shouldn't be so productive, because then I'm thinking I'm not worthy. And then I was like, no, 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 no. it's still important. It the is. Productivity is, how are, how are we supposed to function as stay-at-home moms? You can't. No. You have to be productive. You have to, that's just, and, and so the thing about that is the balance. I hate Mm -hmm. that word. It's a swear word. Somebody said that a long time ago. I love it. Balance is a swear word. So (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean 50, 50. Mm. It's more about getting what you need in life. So it's the broad picture, the overall picture. I love that. You need to know what your values are.
1: Yes. That is very thing. important
0: because I I think my brain knows what my values are definitely, but it doesn't come out like I can't so put it into words. Sometimes
1: I'm going to organize us for a second. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about we'll talk about balance because balance is a big word on the mm. podcast. Like it, the goal is balanced and stress free homemaking. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll talk about productivity, which. You have great ideas about calendars and to-do lists and all this stuff. Let's talk about balance because it's not 50-50 and it is about getting what you need out of your life. And have you done that self-discovery? Have you, like, do you not journal? Do you take notes?
0: So much self-discovery. So at at my college, we had free counseling.
1: That's amazing. What a
0: gift. What a gift. Oh my God. Every 20-year-old needs that. Every person in the world needs that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk therapy is really important. I find being alone with myself is really scary. But, I mean, it's totally not everybody's thing. So how did I find myself? You know what? ADHD, the positive is I love a lot of things. A lot of things. So when people say, what's your hobby? (laughs) I'm like my hobby. I have about 50. And so de- deciding what to do in my free time is very difficult for me because I have like 3,000 unfinished projects and I want to do them all and then I want to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's the like. I guess that's the negative. We didn't Mm -hmm. talk about this, but the journey's been very rough because not knowing I had ADHD and then knowing I had ADHD. So it presented as anxiety and depression. It presented as postpartum depression, severe. My poor husband, oh my God, he was a saint. So yeah, the balance, we were talking about balance. And so some days I'm super hyper fixated on cleaning the house and I get nothing else done. So now that's backlogged. And then I, you know, sometimes it's a real bouncing around and that can be overwhelming and stressful. So just knowing, I guess what words to use with the people I love. Hmm. So my kids all know that when I say sensory overload, I mean, not that they're going to change, they're still going to be screaming and acting like kids, but they know mommy's at the limit. Like, I can't take anything else. The tag is bugging me on my shirt and my hair is down and I need it off my, my neck. And they're talking all at the same time to me. And my husband's saying, are we having date night tonight? And what should we do? And what restaurant should we go to? And I'm like, okay, like too much. Mm -hmm. too much for me so that's one thing yeah so i guess my self-discovery has just been about reading between the lines of self-help books Mm -hmm. so i try to be the type of person for other people that that doesn't say you should this is what works for adhd people so it'll work for you if you have adhd i try not to talk like that to anybody i try to say like somebody expresses, oh my gosh, like I just can't be on time for anything. And I say, I know, I was exactly the same way. Hey, do you want to hear about how what I did? hmm This is totally what works for me. And maybe like it an itty bitty piece. Right. It could. Maybe an itty bitty piece. So the analog clock thing works for me, but I don't need one with a second hand mm. whatever. Like the The, the minute second. hand? The seconds. Oh, the seconds. I don't yeah, need the like, seconds either. I don't need that, but some people do. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. so interesting.
0: I honestly think most of the ideas that I come up with just have morphed from so many different things that I've heard. Right. So it's like I take a little piece here, a little piece there, and and it just became my own system.
1: was I right or was I right? Krista is just such a delight. She's so fun. She's so vibrant and I love having her on. And so next week, she's going to tell us all about her super awesome system for her to-do list. And I can't wait to share that with you all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together, and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch
0: you in the next episode.